Welcome, and we are live. Thank you so much for joining us today. This is the hashtag Stop Living on Pause podcast, the podcast where we look to educate, empower, and entertain small business owners, entrepreneurs, and professionals in the development and growth of their business. I'm one of your two hosts, Jason Wells, ESQ. I'm an attorney, realtor, entrepreneur, and business developer. And I am joined today, of course, with my co-host, this guy right here. Look at him looking all beautiful. Mr. Chris Niederhauser, ESQ. Say hello. Hello, everybody. This is going to be a good show. We've got Angela on tap. One of our sponsors is going to lay it down today. Laying it down. Angela Kiernan with Magnus Title. We are excited to have her in terms of what she's going to share business development-wise for everybody. We are proud, in fact, to be sponsored by Magnus Title Agency, who is the state's, in Arizona, the state's largest privately held title agency. And that's important because decisions on each transaction will get you immediate attention by an executive management team and staff rather than having to go through a whole litany of chain and command and delays. Magnus Title is also valley-wide. And with that, we want to welcome in and say hello real quick here to, here she is, Angela. Welcome to the show. Hi, guys. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. It's awesome to have you on today. We're looking forward to all the stuff we're going to talk today about about business development. But first, before we go there, I want to talk a little bit about what's going on in the tech industry around real estate. Of course you do, Jason. (laughs) Of course I do, right? I don't know if you guys heard this or not, but Zillow just lost one of their executives. For all the talk there is about Zillow and and the stuff that they're doing, they just lost one of their key executives. He left to go become the CEO. CEO of Century 21. I heard Thoughts. that. Thoughts on that? I heard that. Why do you think that happened? Why do you think Chris? he left to go to Century 21? I, obviously, it's got a better job there. I mean, he's going to go and try to create a platform that's different than what he's doing at Zillow. I, mean, I think everybody's all concerned about what Zillow's doing, and then you see that happen, and I'm not as concerned about Zillow, right? It, exactly. You see that there's opportunity across the entire industry, and it's open for everybody to take. Exactly. It, it really is. You know, so the fact that he's taking this guy, Nick um, Bailey is his name, I believe. He, he's, he's stepping down from an executive position at Zillow to become CEO of Century 21, where he actually began his real estate career. So he was an agent there early on, left. He was working with market leader and everything. But this is a tech guy that Century 21 has since gone after to bring into their their ranks. Do you think there could be uh, um, some thinking within Century 21 of, hey, we better start playing a, a more robust technology game? I mean, yeah, we heard I at Family Reunion for Keller Williams this year, they changed their mantra from being the, the leading, you know, leading training company to being a training and technology company. Oh, absolutely. But not only that, but like you said, if everyone's looking at Zillow to be the next leader in this industry, why is this guy going back to the real estate company to run their business? So what's going on yeah. there? It's That's what I think is that this says more about what the brokerages and those big brand brokerages need to be doing to keep up with the industry than it says about what Zillow is doing. Exactly. They needed to steal someone out to, because they need to create the the same opportunity inside their brokerage because it's exactly what we're going to talk about next to stay out in front as a brokerage or as a team or as an individual agent, you've got to be on top of this tech. You don't need to go and, and develop all the money, but co-brand with these things and, and put yourself out there where everybody else is, is starting to go with real estate. Exactly. You know, 
You know, when you when you when you talk about when you look at what technology is happening, Keller Williams changed the, their their focus to being a technology company and developing right. technology. Century Twenty One now grabbing the Zillow executive, and he talks about how the system and the process for real estate is clunky; that it it needs to be improved. All of that's tech driven. Um, how big do you think, for example, the war chest is at Keller Williams for technology? Just their war chest for technology. You want to yes. let Chris go first because I think no. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Put me on the spot. I don't know. I I think it's big, but I don't want to like. I don't want to say that it's. You know, I, they're they're over hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars. They've they've got to be. Yeah, Angela, what's your guess? A billion. Ding ding! If I had a buzzer or or not a buzzer but a bell, I'd ring it. She wins it. One billion dollars! Can you believe that? There is a war chest with Keller Williams. Set aside for technology of $1 billion, all right? And Keller, Keller's not the only one setting aside money and planning and preparing for things that they've got to do from a tech standpoint. Agents out there listening, you need to find ways to educate yourself about the technology that's out there because it's changing Agreed. and it's going to accelerate in the change that it does to just run a transaction. So when people get all excited about Zillow, we'll just take a step back here. The fact that Zillow has the, the leads and stuff. Well, the consumer goes to Zillow. So does it make so much sense when the consumer likes Zillow, they're comfortable with Zillow, that you compete, completely fight this fight against Zillow? No. So what, what could mean, you do differently? Chris, you teased that a minute ago. Well, the, the fact is I get emails every day from realtor, realtor groups that say, we've got to fight Zillow. We've got to do – like, I don't think that's what's necessary. I think what we have to do is we have to – be willing to change with the industry. It used to be that we had our listings in a book. Now they're not in a book. I mean, whatever, we can't complain about what has happened or maybe we should have done this as realtors or like, that's not the point now. What we need to do is we need to create value for our clients and create a better client experience when going through the transaction. And if that means that we need to get on board with different searches or different, there's a lot of different things that that, that encompasses. We can't go through all that and like, five seconds, right? But the point is having the attitude of innovation. And that's what realtors need, not hold back and say, I can't do this, or I won't do this, or they're taking advantage of us. Well, give me a break. Like yeah. This is the market wants what the market wants. And that's what people are providing. So brand yourself as the number one agent on Zillow in your zip code. I mean, personally, I can't, I don't want to say use Zillow, don't use Zillow. But I think if Zillow is going to be there, you have to use Zillow as a resource. Mm -hmm. I mean, I have a ton of agents who say use Zillow as almost a second MLS. And whether that's a good idea or a bad idea, in your opinion, they do it and it works for them. And that's, that's all I mean is having that willingness to engage those, those people where they're at. And if that's exactly. where they're at, because Zillow built a good platform for them to follow, then you've got to build your business around something and have the willingness to adapt your business or build adapt your, own. your business around with it. Right. Exactly. Episode six of the stop living on pause podcast. We talked so much about disruption and how the real estate industry is under attack. That would be an excellent episode to go back to. Sorry, folks, don't know what happened there. It seemed like it just all of a sudden kicked us out. 
The big takeaway for me into the next. I don't know. Talk about tech and being able to use tech. It just it kicked us out as we're moving from segment to segment. Increase your value proposition. Utilize tech to your advantage. And with that, we are out of here, and it's time for sock game. Bring it up, because today I'm winning. Are you ready for this, Chris? Are you ready for this? Oh yeah. All right. Well, let's take a look here at at my sock game because I'm thinking my shot my sock game's it's been stronger. But you know what? There, there's something there's something to be said about subtlety. Subtlety. Oh, <laughs> my, <please. laughs> my sock game today is all stripes. Check that out. Purple, yellow, subtlety. blue. There's, there's nothing hey, look, subtle hey, about a loss today. I got, a, I got a, a comment on here on my sock game already telling me I got sexy feet. Well, I, I know that might be a little creepy, Kevin. I can't believe everything thank we you. read on social thank media, so Jason. <laughs> but those are my socks. We Actually, want to connect with you beyond the podcast. You can find my socks at Jason Wells ESQ on Instagram or by searching for hashtag show us your socks. The thing that's really great about yours is that actually you are color coordinated all the way up. This is like true. If, it, if you go to, you show side by side, the socks match the shirt and the tie. So check, you check are this on out. point. Here we go. Like I see, see, I got the, the, the tie and the, the purple shirt. And then over here, the, the sock game going on, purple, I am. I am color-coordinated head to toe. Well, today I was feeling a little dangerous, Jason. Are so you why now? don't you bring up my socks? A little evil Knievel. Oh, American sock, brand. I have to say, this sock game is strong today. They're sweet. I, I, I don't know about you, but sometimes when you put on a piece of clothing, it brings confidence. And these just make me feel a little bit dangerous every <laughs> single time I put them on. Well, they're evil Knievel and they're American. Damn. I mean, dang. Yep. In fact, I, you got a hashtag suckalicious there. Yeah, I did. I did indeed. <laughs> that was the comment I got so far. So anyway, vote for our socks. You can read, you can go vote for my socks at C-H-R-N-I-E Law, and it's right there for your viewing pleasure. And, of course, for subtlety, which is just nice to sometimes just have subtlety, nice coordination. You can find Jason... My socks at Jason Moe's ESQ. And with that, let's get out of here from Sock Game. It's time for the beautiful part of the program. Let's welcome back Miss Angela Kiernan of Magnus Title. Angela, welcome, welcome, welcome to the show. And thank you for being our guest today. Thank you guys so much for having me again. You cut me off last time. I thought you were getting rid of me. (laughs) No, no, hardly. Hardly at all. Only if you're voting for Jason's socks. Yeah, so what do you think about the socks? Evil Knievel stripes? I'm as on neutral now? on your socks as I am on Zillow. So, <laughs> so are you saying you're going to go on Instagram and you're going to vote for both socks? No. I'm, I'm no. not voting at all. We can't uh, vote. You're abstaining. You're I'm a neutral she's, she's third party. Abstain her vote. I'm a neutral right. third party. Okay, well, everybody, if you don't know Angela, you need to get to know Angela. Angela has been in the real estate industry for 15 years. Right. She wouldn't look like it. She must have started when she was like, what, 12, right? Totally. <laughs> so she's been in the real estate industry for 15 years, and she works like no other. Heavy, heavy business background in, in accounting and business, marketing and management. She's currently the, the uh, assistant vice president of business development for Magnus Title and MAMP. You need to get with this lady, and if you haven't already, and find out what so, you can do. So I'm going to stop blabbering about Angela, and let's let Angela talk. Tell oh, me, thank you. let me start this off with a question that I have. What okay. keeps you going? Like you've been doing this for 15 years, you've seen up and down in the industry, right? 
Big time. Yeah. What keeps you going? Like why? So you're still here. You have a lot of longevity in the, the industry. Why? I do. So, um, I actually love what I do. I know that sounds really cheesy, but I just did an interview for the WCR Scottsdale and they said, if you weren't doing this job, what would you do? And I don't think I've ever really thought about that seriously, but I think this is probably my dream job. I think anyone who knows me couldn't probably see me doing anything else. Um, I'm really passionate about my client's business. And I think anybody who really works with me knows that I treat your business as my business. So if you are successful, I'm more successful. So if you're you know, hitting your goals, hitting your numbers, it's a lot easier for me to feel good about what I do every day because then I know I'm gonna hit my goals and hit my numbers. So I don't even think of it as a job. I think of it as something I just do every day. So I don't know if that's really the answer that you're looking for, but every day I get out of bed and the first thing I think about is, what I'm doing for somebody else, if that makes sense. Totally. And that's, a, so, I mean, there was, there's not a right answer to why it's just the answer of what it is. So yeah. the thing that I think that rings true through that is like, when I see you talking to, even when you're talking to us about our business or other people about their business, the ideas you're bringing, it, it's, it's kind of like you're an open book and you're, you're there to help their business grow. And that's all I've ever seen from you. Well, I appreciate that. I don't know about the open book part, if that's good or bad, because <laughs> no. you are definitely going to get a lot more from me than you want sometimes, good <laughs> or bad. But uh, that's the truth for sure. Well, so. let, Absolutely. Let me ask you this. Why, especially let's, let's segment this into new agents uh, okay. or agents that are producing, you know, four or five million dollars a year and under. And okay. then the agents that are above that, you know, six and ten plus million dollar producers. Let's say sure. I got I'm going to separate those two groups. So I want to ask you about those agents who are in that, uh, you know, under $5 million per year production. Why would it be a benefit for them to take a meeting with you, to sit down, discuss what you have to offer? Why, why should they do that? So I would almost break it up into three categories. So whenever I meet with brand new agents, I feel like a sense of loss for when they come into the business, they think, oh my gosh, I got my real estate license. Now all I have to do is put somebody in the car and sell them a house. And the first thing, they take all the training in their office. They do, you know, they learn everything in real estate school. And then they come to me and they say, should I buy this program? Should I spend $50 a month on this? Should I do whatever? And they don't even have a business plan. They don't even realize they're running a business. They don't have any idea what they should do with their money. And sometimes you'd be surprised at how many of them don't even have $50 a month to spend on their business. So I'll sit down with them and break out a business plan and say, okay, if you have $50 a month, if you have $100 a month, if you have no dollars a month, how can we get you to reach your goals? And whether that's uh, door knocking, calling FISBOs and expireds, doing a sphere of influence. Very rarely is it spending $500 a month because you know as a new agent, you don't have that. And then you may get to your $2 million to $5 million production. And then you're looking at doing other things. So now you're in that growth mode to where, okay, now I'm doing $2 million to $5 million a month. Okay, so what does that look like? Am I looking to maybe start a small team? Am I looking for some leverage? And how can I help them with that? Are they looking to add, you know, an admin to their team? And at that point, it becomes systems. What systems do they need? What systems should they put in place? And how can we help with that? 
Do we have systems that they can use? Am I looking for systems for them to use? Do they have too many systems that they're paying for? Are they in need of graphics design? Are they in need of branding? Do they need a logo? Do they need a custom buyer's guide? Do they need, what do they need? And how can we help them with their business? So it just kind of, like I said, you go from new agent to that developmental stage to then now you're at, I don't know, five, I'd say anywhere over 7 million, you're really killing it. And when you get to that stage, typically you're not doing it by yourself and you're looking to add people to your team. You're in growth mode. Absolutely. Well, let me ask you this. I mean, there's so much really is what I what I find when when you sit down with Angela or someone from from Magnus and you go through this business development. It's not just if I hope what you're hearing out there is that Angela isn't just going to sit down and, and tell you, well, I can print you some flyers. And if you want, if you've got open houses, we can we can work with that for you or we'll close the deal. No, she her background is in business. It's in marketing. She's going to help you put together a budget. She's going to tell you what's good to spend your money on, what's not. You know what? It's funny thing, Angela. I've heard you actually tell agents, do not spend money on that. Or oh, no, that time. flyer looks absolutely horrid. Why would you send that out? Big time. And, and thank you for doing that because there's a lot of really corny, crappy stuff that goes out because people aren't they're not having a professional set of eyes like yours to look at and have that consultation to before they're sending anything out. You know, one of my biggest pet peeves in the business is whenever I sit down with a brand new agent who has a very limited budget. And the first thing they did say to me is I want to send out 200 postcards. And I mean, you know me, I'm a high D personality. The first thing I say to them is why? If you're not going to continue to send out postcards to the same people repeatedly, yep then don't waste your money. And they look at me like I have five heads. And (laughs) seriously, and then I tell them, I break it down to them. It doesn't, I'm not horrid like that, but I break it down to them and I explain why we're going to repeatedly do this and why maybe 200 isn't the magic number. And we have a conversation about it, a business conversation. And if they still want to do that, I tell them, maybe I'm not the best fit for you because I don't want to waste your money like that. But someone else will probably do that for you. And then when that doesn't work out, come back to me and we'll sit down and we'll build a real business plan for you. So Absolutely. And I think, you know, that's when, when you talk about the importance of needing to have a, a value proposition. One of one of the things that I would say is definitely in your value proposition is that ability to have that consultation with you and the fact that you're going to go through it and really begin to invest in their business. We've we've seen that here firsthand in our business with Angela. We've worked with her the last four years. And during that time, we, we've sat down, we've brainstormed all kinds of different things that we can do. And she's told us something like, are you guys really for real? And there's other things she's just like, "Whoa, that's awesome. Yeah, let's totally get behind it and find, has able then to connect some connect us with other places and people that we need to, to finish it. So t- tell tell us what else differentiates you from another business development person out there. So I'm going to quote my friend Brandon Tracy right now, and I hope that's OK to throw his name out there, but, uh, yeah, of course he uses the word professional resource a lot. So, um, and I think that I can consider myself a professional resource. So especially when we're dealing with those mega agents, those top producing agents that are, I would consider $10 million and above. So I can, like I said, professional resource would be a really good word. Um, anything you need, you call me anything that I have that I think is of value to you. I'm going to call you and share that with you. So if I know that you're looking to grow your team 
and I have somebody who's a good fit for you, I'm going to call you up and tell you this person's a good fit for you and let's set up a meeting. Um, if I know that you're looking to maybe, I don't want to say get out of production, but maybe that's not your goal this year. Maybe your goal is to teach more or maybe your goal is to do other things. I'm going to bring that opportunity to you. Maybe your goal is to expand into other states. I'm going to do the best that I can to bring that opportunity to you as well. So I would say professional resource and um, I don't know what you, how else you would say that, but I think that's a really good way to say that. Yeah, so. I, I would completely agree that as a professional, that's what you are as a professional resource. And to this next question, I, I'm getting my head to myself a little bit in my head because I think, you know, new agents they have some, they have different challenges than agents who are longer entrenched in the business. Um, and the agents who are longer entrenched in the business, really, what they need is all that kind of connection. That connectivity sure. that you bring. Um, they don't need so much uh, someone who can help them design a flyer or someone who can help them design a, a marketing plan or, or a strategy for farming, for example. But yeah. what they need is, I need someone who's who's doing this. Who do you know? Um, exactly. What, what, what's an example of something like that recently where, some, where a client of yours needed something, help with something that you didn't immediately have available, but you still made it happen? Okay, so for good example, so for yes, for example, yesterday I have a twenty million dollar producer call me up, and she said I'm looking to do this kind of legion, and I won't get too specific. Sure. And I said I don't know how you could, I don't know anyone in this area that does that. However, I have a connection in Omaha that I can call, and I called him, and he said, I don't do that, but you can call this guy in Chicago, and he'll do that for you. So I called the guy in Chicago, dropped the name of the guy in Omaha, and he said, I can have that list ready for you in one week. And um, he said, how would you like that over to you? You want phone numbers, email addresses? Do you want mailing addresses? He said, and is 5,000 enough? And I said, sure, can you do more? And um, so we're gonna have that done in about a week. And it took me about an hour to get that back to her. So um, I mean, just have, awesome. I think having those connections. That, that's incredible. I mean, here you have this agent who who's who can't find an answer, goes to you, and you from one person to another track it down, bring it back to her, sure. and within an hour's time she has an answer and a solution that was otherwise was previously not able to be found. That's priceless, folks. Who do you have? Who is your vendor well, partner that you have that will go above and beyond that for you? I ask. One of the things real estate agents for is for their database of vendors. Sometimes they don't need the, the real estate agent right now, but who do you know that does the, these things and value user clients that are buying or selling a house? The same thing is when you're using your professional resources, you're getting the exact same thing from like Angela. Her database is her business. Totally. Yeah. It's it's the same business principles exactly, Krista. You gotta work you gotta work your database and Angela's, like Brandon has said, a, a, the profess the professional like, like a walking professional resource. Yeah. I um So tell tell me, Angela, what are some of the challenges that you see new agents facing today? I think new agents feel very overwhelmed right now. I think they step into the business and like I said, I think they I think right now, and you see this, Chris and Jason, you guys see this all the time because we're in a hot market right now. And so right now we're seeing, we've talked about this before, everyone and their brother is getting the real estate license again. So they all 
oh, it's so easy. My cousin's brother or aunt just told me to get my real estate license and they're going to buy their house or sell their house through me. So then they get into the business and it's not as easy as they thought it was going to be. They don't know where to start. They don't know where to hang their license. They don't know how much money it's going to take. They don't know that they actually have to legion every single day. So I think new agents have it, believe it or not, harder now than ever because they're having a huge push to um, join teams that the solo agent thing is not, they're not feeling the success from the solo agent thing. I think new agents are just, it's, a, it's really hard for new agents right now. So, so but we're, go ahead. As far as that goes, when you're meeting with that, that brand new agent, and I, I certainly don't want to push the agenda of teams right now, even though I think a team is a great place to start your I agree. business. But what's the different thing that you see between someone who you believe is going to succeed as a single agent or start building their own team or whatever, to you should start on a team for the next year or two years and have patience with that. I I hate to say this, but I almost see benefit in all new agents starting a team on a team. But if they choose not to be on a team, the ones who there's I have to choose my words, I guess. But I think most new Pretty agents. Nice. I, no, it's not being nice. I just don't want to, again, that D personality. A lot of new agents will, again, they think it's going to be so easy. And then you talk to them three months down the road and they say, gosh, I had no idea this was going to be so hard. And I mean, they come to me and they say, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to start a Twitter account. I'm going to do this and that. I'm just going to have leads coming out of like crazy. They have no idea that they're going to be competing with Boomtowns and Commissions Inc. and teams that are you know, already doing all of these things. They have, it's just an unreal world for them. But the ones who do come out and just are dedicated to a business plan and doing the activities every single day, they're going to make it. And then there are some that really just within six months, you know, they're going to be out of the business. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really true. And, and, you know, we actually, we're, we, we actually have recently met with an agent that that was, that was much the discussion uh, of what they go through. And they yeah. think that, that, hey, I'm an agent. Now people are going to come to me and they're going to do business with me. But it's like you said, so many people now are getting their license that you have to be able to differentiate yourself. You have to still get out there and you have to do the work. Mm -hmm. what, what would you say to a new agent or even a, a struggling agent that it would be the number one thing for them to focus on? If there was one thing they could focus on, what should they be doing today to be generating business? So right now I'm telling all my new agents that there's, if you can do open houses, do open houses. And if you can focus on social media, focus on social media. So, because those are two really free things that you can do to get business. And we have a whole social media campaign structured around not just new agents, but existing agents too, where we're literally helping them with their Facebook ads. We're helping them generate leads. We're helping with branding, everything, all on social media. Like I said, not just new agents, but existing agents, all that target marketing, and it's working. One of my new agents, he's been in the business for four months. He just closed eight deals just solely nice. on social media. That's awesome. Yeah. That I mean, really is awesome deals. because the, the opportunity is there to get out in there and work on it. Yeah. Now, you, you mentioned, um, you know, some of the, the collateral pieces that you have, collateral pieces being like the flyers and everything. I'd like to, I'm going to bring up here on the can on the on the screen uh, some of those pieces and like you to just kind of talk about them 
explain sure. what they are for those who are listening. Those who are watching, uh, they'll be able to see and kind of get an idea of what the, the flavor is of things that are that you're able to produce. But here's an example of a few things uh, okay. right here. Start with this one. So that right there would be a social media, um, I'm sorry, Instagram for just listed for BTG. And they just post those for they're just listed. That's not an ad. It's just a just listed for social media. Um, that actually is a boost campaign for social media for investment and vacation buyers that we did for uh, Bridget Morgan, and she is running that in Colorado. Now, when you say a boost campaign for mm -hmm. for, the, for everybody at, for the listeners out there, what what is a boost campaign? What do you mean by that? So we're just boosting that on Facebook, and she's boosting that to her sphere of influence in Colorado. And then we actually did some target marketing as well to um, some people who are most likely to buy vacation and investment properties in Arizona. So this is a, uh, for those of you, you should go check it out. If you go to the to pressplayreality.com or, or to facebook.com slash pressplayrealty, you will find these examples. What we have on here is, is, is uh, the boost says investments and vacation home buyer survey for 2006. It talks about the most likely first step taken in buying the process is, to, of course, to look online. And that most popular purchase method is through a real estate agent. And share of vacation home buyers who use the share of vacation home buyers who are using a mortgage mortgage is seventy two percent. So this is the idea that talking to people that look, I can help you. I know you're going to look online. Check out my site. Give me a call, and you don't have to buy this with cash. And there's a whole That's series. The message there. She has a whole series of those, and we pulled stats from um, NAR, and then she has a whole Instagram or Instagram. Infographics, sorry, infographics campaign that goes with that. Excellent. So again, that business development of layering it. How about this one here? We have one that says, need more room for your best friend, but it's a picture of a dog. What's that all about? Okay, so I'm not really allowed to use this word, but it's uh, Lindsay Mazina posted this ad on Facebook for her millennial clients. And that word is, I'm not allowed to use. Is that the millennial word? Is that the bad <laughs> yes, word? That's Watch the bad out, word. Brandon, if you're listening. I know. Just sorry, Brandon. But um, so, yes, so she is targeting some of her millennial clients. Who, why the dog? Because it targets more of the younger clients as opposed to um, families. You know, I'm not that it doesn't target families, but it's more target marketing towards younger. It speaks you know. to millennials. If you look at the demographics, yes. one of the things that Angela knows when they're going, when, when she's helping you create these things, is it's not, let's just have a picture of some nice people moving into a house. Correct. You're targeting millennials and what we know from statistics is that the big one of the biggest, if not the biggest, driving factor right now for millennials to purchase a home is a yard for 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 Rover. Exactly. You know, we I like to call them because I'm old school. I'm old, double income, no kids. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And here's another one uh, that you had talked about for Bridget Morgan. I'm going to bring this one up here. Um, that you, there's there's one other piece here that I wanted to show sure. everybody. Let's see. I might not be able to because it looks like it's gone. Well, you you draw you had done up a a piece for for Brandon uh, for recruiting. 
How about this one? Yes. Here it is. Found it. Yes. There's Mr. Brandon. Brandon Tracy, BTG Real Estate. Little shout out to them. Yes. So what is this all about? So, uh, of course, all their branding looks the same, and we helped them with that. But yeah, look this at the beautiful is beautiful consistency of that. Yes. He is definitely in growth mode right now. So he's, uh, Brandon is what they call seventh level agent who you're familiar with being KW agent, but so he's in growth mode. He's, I think, oh, I, I'm not even going to pretend to know what the size of his team is right now, but so this is a manual that we created for his team and they are using this for recruiting. So and it's, it's awesome. I mean, it is, yeah. it is, it is completely all to their branding. It is, it shows them, it highlights who they are, what they're about. I, I mean, it's, it's an exceptional piece that good luck. You go in and producing that on your own agent. I don't care right. where you came from, unless you have a graphics design background, then I don't know why you're in real estate. Good luck on making something like that. And it's, it's just top to bottom. All of those, shows the consistency in the branding, the consistency in the messaging for the agent because you've gotten to know them and their business has become like your business. Is that, That's right. Would that be accurate? Would that be fair to say? A hundred percent. The yes. thing that I love about all of that stuff is that it's not, I mean, the graphic work is priceless and all that stuff's great. It's the ideas that go into something like that that actually make it good. It's yep. not, it, it, the execution is always important, but getting to the, uh, initial brainstorming about all the stuff that has to go into that, that's invaluable. And experience, that's that process of creating that, that's the more important. Like afterwards, you can send that off, you can hire it out, you can do whatever you want. Sure. But that's the value that, that I think is, is unspoken. And a lot of times people don't understand that part of it. Yeah, yeah. for sure. So Angela, what would you say to the people here that we haven't said already? What would you like to share? We're, we're going to close it out here. Gosh. Final thoughts. Well, I think you could sit down and you could meet with anybody who will do postcards and flyers for you. But if you really want to fine tune your business plan, I'd like the opportunity to meet with you. So we're looking and for what's that? Oh, well, you can text me. You can email me. You can Facebook me. You could anything. I have a uh, mytitlegirl.com goes right to my Facebook page or my cell phone number 602-478-0064 email angela.kernan at magnustitle.com and um, I have a full team I have a full-time assistant and a design team so there's no way that you're never going to get a hold of me so that's, that's just awesome um, Chris any final thoughts yeah I, I think it's just have a business and working with your business is the most important thing in, in any business that you're you're going for. But in, in real estate, that's the way you keep your head in your business is by having people that are outside watching watching all those things and bringing that into your business while you're you're in that that you know focused effort on your own business. You're able to take those resources and have that, and that I think it's the most important thing. For yeah. completely agree. Their business. Completely agree. So give Angela a call, go to, go, to, go to her website, email her, find her on Facebook, send her a tweet, Snapchat her, whatever you got to do. Okay? Thanks, guys. Find her. You need to meet with her. We want to give a big thanks, Angela, for you coming, and also to Magnus Title, again, Arizona's largest privately owned brokerage, uh, not brokerage, title agency. <laughs> Arizona's largest so privately owned title agency. 
send them a deal, talk to Angela, check them out. You won't be disappointed. We are thankful for having you today. We want to get join with you beyond the podcast. So, of course, hashtag show us your socks on Instagram. You can find me, Jason Wells, ESQ, and the nice subtle feeling of the, the purple and green today. Or you could go another direction. Oh, please. Mine's much better. It is. It really is. C-H-R-N-I-E law. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you so much. We look forward to next time. Until then, stop living our pause. Bye.